Okay. <clears throat> All right, so moving on to, uh, so we're going to be in Yaakov over here, so moving on to a new sugya, a new sugya. So, you know, it's like this, I guess, introduction, you know, sometimes uh, it's important to know, like, what, what's the, when you come to a shir, whatever, so the question is, like, what's the goal, what are you supposed to come out of it? So obviously, I, you know, it's, it's, the goal is to come out with knowing more than you came in, you know? But I think sometimes the goal is also just to appreciate the um, the the depth of of Chazal and how um, and how even like the deepest things in the world can be can be like hiding in plain sight. And so that's uh, it's a klal in general when it comes to you know that Rechaim Yital writes in his introduction to Yitzchayim. He says that that every single word of Chazal in Shas, you know, Bavli Yishami and so on with Nikla and Halacha. It's all code, it's encoded with Pnei Mesatara. Rechaim writes, he says, this is why there's a phenomenon in, in Shas, where there's, let's say there's a Bryce or a Mishnah that's like, you know, problematic, and the Gemara has to like fetch an answer. All the different types of ukimtas and, you know, kvetches that we do. So Rechaim says, so why would, why would the Mishnah write like that? Let it say it clearly. You have to, so Rechaim says, is because there's hidden messages in the mission, the mission is also trying to say secrets of Torah, and sometimes, if you know, in order to have dual messaging, it has to fetch a little bit in the language, and so in the Niglas, you have to say but from the language of Pneumius, the mission is saying exactly what it's trying to say. So everything in Chazal is coded like that. Now, when it comes to Agadita, it's that's exactly what it's, it, it, it's a funny thing because Agadita, what what Chazal are saying is Pneumius Torah. That's what they're saying. But despite the fact that they're speaking about Pneumius, they always are hiding it in a language that, uh, that uh, is much more down-to-earth. So what we're going to learn tonight is an example of, of such a thing where Chazal say something, and okay, you read it at face value, but when you look into it a little bit more, it's Mamish, uh, secrets of the universe over here. So not that we'll come out the other end knowing the secrets of the universe, but at least that itself to appreciate what it means when you open a Gemara. Maybe it'll be helpful. Okay, so we're going to learn the sugi of Kriyashma Alamita. Okay, so we know that there's a mitzvah from the Torah saying Kriyashma twice a day, Shavuot Kmech, and so on. Um, but there's also an Indian of saying Kriyashma before you go to bed. So that's what we're going to learn about tonight. We'll see what's contained in that a little bit. Just peeking through the cracks. That's really what we're doing. So let's uh, let's get some of the the statements of the Gemara first, and then we'll then we'll investigate. So this is all the, the sugi of Kriyashma Alamita in Masechus Brachas, at least is Dalad HaMebez through Hamad Aleph. Okay? So there's a few other Gemaras that are thrown in between. So I didn't bring down those other Gemaras. We're just the, the statements of Chazal regarding creation of Amita. Position next time we'll, we'll go back and maybe we'll, you know, see the other statements weaved in the middle. But just to focus on creation of Amita. So the Gemara basically says in Brachis three different statements of Amaroyim regarding the name of Kriyash Malamita, three different statements. So let's, let's learn them. So Gmar says like this again, this is Dalad and Mavais through Hayim and Alf. Om Rabbi Shumalevi, it starts as follows. Rabbi Shumalevi said, Even if a person already said Kriyashma in Shul for Mairiv, so technically you're yet to the mitzvah of Kriyashma night, mitzvah lekreisei al mitasa, there's still a mitzvah to read Kriyashma uh, in bed, and that was before you go to sleep. That's what Rabbi Shumalevi said. Again, he didn't explain why, but that's the statement that he made. Um, Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi said, My crow, what's the source of this in Pasuk? What's the hint to the Indian of Kriyashma Lamita? So he quotes the Pasuk, Rigzu Valtechto. It says in Pasuk that uh, Rigzu, 
you know, um, fire yourselves up. Don't be, don't, don't fall into sin. Imru bilavavchem al mishkavchem. Say it in your hearts when you go to bed. And sleep peacefully. So what does it mean, say it in your hearts when you go to bed? That's Rabbi Yaisi is explaining, that's the hint to Kriyishma. Kriyishma says, these words should be alavavecha. So that's what it means. Imru bilavavchem. Say the words of Kriyishma. When you go to bed and you'll sleep uh, peacefully. That's the, uh, that's the source of Kriyash Malamita. So that's the first statement of Rabbi Shubh Levi. Says the Gemara of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, In Tamar Chacham Hu, if the person is a Tamar Chacham, ain't Tzarech. He doesn't have to say Kriyash Malamita. Okay? And then the Gemara continues, Omar Abaya, but Abaya said, Nevertheless, Av Tamar Chacham, even a Tamar Chacham, Mi Boile Lameymar Chad Pesuk Drachmi. He should still say one Pesuk Epis something to evoke Rachmi Shemayim. So, for example, Biyarcha Afkiruchi, Pidis Aisi Hashem Kalemes, a Pasuk like that, talking, in your hands, Hashem, I place my soul, please save me, Hashem, and so on. So, Pasukim like of that, uh, that nature, even a Tamachacham should say. So, that's the first basic, you know, I guess, uh, mini sugya of Kriyashim Lamita. Now, right away, before we even go any weiter, this statement of Abaya that said that even, that, that, not Abaya, I'm sorry, uh, Rav Nachman, that a Tamachacham doesn't have to say Kriyashim Lamita. Why not? Nebuchadnezzar doesn't explain. Probably Pashav Shat, I would probably say the simplest Pashat, the most obvious one, is probably what Rabbi Yoyna writes in the Gemara. Now, you don't have this in the Marmachimus, but Rabbi Yoyna in the back of the Gemara says, Kipshuta, because we find this in many places in Chazal, that Tamid HaChachamim, the Torah that they learn, is a Shmir for them. It protects them. In other words, Rabbi Yoyna is saying what we're foreshadowing what we're going to see in the Gemara, that one of the basic inyanim of Kriyash Malamita is a protection, is a shmir for a person. And so, average person might need Kriyashma as an added uh, shmira. Atam Chacham, the Torah protects them. Rabbi Yoyna quotes, he, he brings you to a Gemara Babasra. The Gemara Babasra, it's a whole soul giver there, that there are certain taxes that cities would levy in order to pay for protection. And the walls and so on. So the Gemara talks about that. The Michal might not have to uh, pay those taxes because the, they don't need the Shmir, the, the Torah that protects them. So it says Rabbin Yen, that's why Talmud Chacham wouldn't need uh, the added Shmir. Okay, Abayah says you should still say one Pasuk Epis, but the, that would be the simple shot. What's interesting is that Rashi's not like that. Maramukha number two, we'll, we'll go back to the end of the Gemara, but Maramukha number two, Rashi, right in the Gemara, seems to learn the shot of the Gemara not like that. Rashi says in Talmud Chacham, who. If he's a Talmud Chacham, then he doesn't have to say Kriyash Malamita, says Rashi. If he's a Talmud Chacham, Shorogel B'Mishnasai, Lachzer al Gusasai Tamid, that he's always constantly learning. And Torah is always on his lips, so Dayabakach, then that's enough. In other words, Rashi's, Rashi is learning that being a Talmud Chacham is not enough. The type of Talmud Chacham we're talking about is that even a Talmud Chacham has to somehow fulfill the Indian of Kriyash Malamita. It's just that he's, he's learning anyway when he's, when he's in bed. So the fact that he's learning in bed anyway, that's Mekayim, the Indian of Kriyash Malamita. So that's, that, uh, that's an interesting thing. I wouldn't think that that's a simple Shana Gemara. Huh? It could be, but I'm saying, but it, it, it's a funny thing because when the Gemara in Babasu talks about the, ta- the concept of Tam Chacham having his own Shmira, it's not because he's constantly learning. If he's of the status of a Tam Chacham, then automatically he's protected. So it, it's a funny thing. If Kriyash Malamit is about protection, which is a simple Pshah in the Gemara, as we'll see in a moment, then I would think the simple Pshah would be more like Rabbeinu Yaina. That, again, anyone that's classified as a Tamar Chacham automatically has that protection. Evidently, Rashi is saying not like that, that even a Tamar Chacham who might have the protection that the Gemara says he has in Baba Vastra, there's an in, he ha, there's an in of Kriyash Malamita. A Tamar Chacham who's constantly saying words of Torah even before he goes to bed is Mekayim, that Indian. 
So it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking a kasha, I'm just saying it's an interesting thing that Rashi somehow was not satisfied with learning the Gemara like Rabbeinu Yaina. Okay, Halodover, we have to investigate that. But that's, we'll put that to the side. Let's go back to the Gemara. Um, again, four lines in. So that was the first statement of Rabbi Shubham Levi, that again, there's an interesting, even though you said Krishma uh, by Mayer, you still said Krishma Alamita, Atavan Chacham doesn't have to, but he should still say one Pasuk and so on. Okay, then the Gemara continues. Om Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Kol Krishma Mitasai, anyone that says Krishma Alamita, is Ki'ilu Oiches Cherev Shoshtei Pias It's as if he's holding on, as if he's going to bed, holding a sword, a double-edged sword, a sword with two mouths. That's the Gemara's uh, literal, it's a double-edged sword, Shenemar. How do I know? It says, Royimais Kelbe Groinam, they praise Hashem with their voices, in other words, a reference to Kriyishma, the Cherev and they have a double-edged sword in their hands. So it says Rabbi Yisrael, that's a reference to Kriyishma Alamita. Now, who cares if I'm holding a double-edged sword, like what is that? What does that mean? So take a look at, we'll skip a little bit, take a look at Maramukha number four, that's Rashi, again. Rashi says, Kilu is cherev shel You say creation as if you're holding a double-edged sword. Laharagasamazikin, to kill the mazikin. Evidently there's a mazikin going on when you go to bed. These demons, damaging forces. So Krishna Lamita kills them. Okay. The, the problem is, so why didn't Rabbi Yisla just say that? And Rabbi Yisla could have just said, if you say Krishna Lamita, you kill all the mazikin around you. He didn't say that. He said, when you say Krishna Lamita, it's as if you're holding a double-edged sword, which then kills the mazikin, Rashi explains. But it's interesting, again, another observation, Rabbi Yisla didn't say the point, which seems to be to kill the mazikin. He tells you the weapon you're holding without even saying what you're going to use it for. Evidently, again, this is the mashmais, that when you put Rashi and the Gemara together, it seems that there's two milas over here. There's something, there's obviously a, 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 something uh, beneficial about Krishna Almita, like Rashi points out, that it kills the mazikin, okay? But there's also an Indian in the fact that you're, that's as if you're holding a double-edged sword, as if this weapon is itself of significance. We have to figure this out, okay? It's another observation. Finally, let's go back to the Gemara. Again, two lines before the end of Maramukha, number one. So the Gemara continues. Another statement, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak also said, Anyone that says Krishna in bed, Mazikin Bedilin Himenu, Mazikin, they move away from him. They scatter from, from his presence. Shinamar says in Pasuk, the children of destruction, in other words, these Mazikin, Yagbiu Oif. Yagbiu Oif. Um, if you're, you're, you're elevated from them there's a distance being put between you and these mazikin because of oif what does oif mean? so the Gemara later on goes to explain that the word oif is a reference to Tyra which is Krishna. so that's where Yitzchak says saying Krishna Lamita it separates you from the mazikin now right away that's a little bit funny the same Rabbi Yitzchak a line before said what? you say Krishna Lamita as if you have a double-edged sword Rashi said with what? to kill the mazikin Okay, so one second, I thought you were killing Mazik, and evidently they just get scared by the fact that you hold the sword to kill them, but then they run away from you. So, uh, it's, again, what do you need both statements for? The point is that there's no Mazikin, so that's, that's the final statement of Yitzchak, the Mazikin go away. What's the difference why they go away? Again, if it, 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 are, are you killing them or you're not killing them? These are some Mazikin you kill, some Mazikin just run away. All these things need explanation. Okay, but these are the Gemaras that we have for Kriyashma Lamita. Now what's interesting is, is that there's another Gemara about Kriyashma Lamita. It's not in Brachas, it's in Shavuos, Tazvav and Mebez. So in Marmokka number three, there's a Gemara in Shavuos, again, Tazvav and Mebez. 
Now, listen, we, we, the Gemara over there is talking about the, uh, the procedure of expanding the borders of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim has certain halachic significance, what's, what's in Yerushalayim, what's not Yerushalayim. So if, they, if, if Sanhedrin, if the Bezdin, someone wants to expand Yerushalayim, so the Gemara shows over there is talking about a procedure about how to do a certain korbanas to bring and, and a whole procedure. So the Gemara talks about over there that in order, that part of the procedure is, is that they would, the Bezdin... Uh, with with certain major people, Navi and so on, would uh, have this um, like parade or whatever it is around the new borders, and on every you know uh, significant stop along the way, the the Sanhedrin would stop and they would sing certain kapitel tellim. They would say certain kapitel tellim. Which kapitel tellim to say? So that's what the Gemara and Shavuos is talking about, and it and it and it lists a few famous kapitel like Yeshua be Yain, so, uh, building off of that, the Gemara says in Shuas as follows: that again, the Gemara said, the Brayse said, Oimer that they would say, Yoishu b'Seisur Elyon, Mitzal Shaka Yisloinan, Ad Kiata Shamachsi Elyon Santa Meinacha. That would be the capital they would say. The Chayzer of Oimer, then they would say, Mizmol David Bevarchav Neiv Shalom Benoi Hashem Marabut Zarei. That's the you know the was it the second third third capital Tilim in Tilim. That would be the kapitlach that they would say. Okay, that's the that's the Gemara. Comes the Gemara, then goes on. Rabbi Shulman Levi, Amrlu Lahani Kroy Vagani. That Rabbi Shulman Levi, when he would go to bed, you know, by part of his Kriyash Malmita, was to say these psukim. Yeshu Viseser, Mizmin Lodavit, those are the kapitlach that he would say. That's the Gemara. The Gemara then goes on. How would Rabbi Shulman Levi say uh, these kapitlach to him for Kriyash Rabbi Shubham Levi, Rabbi Shubham Levi himself said, that you're not allowed to use Pesukim of Torah for your own personal refu. If let's say there's some sort of incantation or skula, whatever it is, person's sick, and you're going to say, you're going to chant a certain Pesuk for refu, you're not allowed to do that. It's taking words of Torah and making it somewhat trivial. So Rabbi Shubham Levi is going to bed, and he wants to go to bed nicely and safely, yeah, and he's saying Pesukim in order to do that. How is he allowed to do that? You're not allowed to degrade Torah like that. So says the Gemara, Lahagin Shani. There's a difference between using words of Torah for Rafua, that you're not allowed to do, but to say words of Torah as a protection that you shouldn't get sick or nothing should happen, that you're allowed to do. That's then, therefore, Rishim Levi, when he's saying uh, these Pesukim by Kriyashima, Alamita, it's not to save, it's not to fix a problem, it's to pre- prevent the problem. So that, that's okay, that you're allowed to do. That's the Gemara in Shavuos. Okay, it's a little bit funny. That this is not recorded in Brachas. I mean, this is, you know, Dalad and the Beis, Hamadal, that's the headquarters of Kriyash Momita. Why would this not be in the Gemara Shuas? Why would this not be in the Gemara Brachas? Why is it left in Shuas? I understand, on a simple level, you know, because the context over there is that the, these are Psukim that were said by, you know, the, the, the Gemara is mentioning these Kapitlach, you know, because it's talking about expanding the borders of Yerushalayim. Okay, fine. Tarzanim, Makamechad, Hashim, Makamachad, right? That's how Torah works. You can't know anything unless you know everything. Okay. But Lamaise, it's a little bit funny that, that, that this is not uh, in the normal place. Okay. Again, none of these are kashas, but, um, but there's stuff going on. Okay, so let's see. <clears throat> okay, so what we're going to what we're gonna see, what we're gonna, see is as follows. Is that uh, for the next few minutes, we're going to learn sort of a crash course in... The avoid of davening through the day and what davening is accomplishing and trying to be piled. And what we're going to see is the following thing, is that according to the Ariyah Kaddish, according to the Pinyin Satayra, there are, there are a number of tikkunim and 
avoidas that are happening by Kriyash Malamita, individual, independent avoidas, all accomplished by the same Krishma that you're saying, Alamita. And what we're going to realize is, is that according to Ariza, all the different tikkunim that are happening by Krishna Malamita are being hinted to by each one of these statements of the Gemara. And you'll see exactly why each statement is exactly the way it is, because it's hinting to that. But in order to get to Krishna Malamita, we have to zoom out and uh, take a broader look at the totality of the day in terms of tefillahs, and see and understand a little bit what each tefillah, Shachos Mechamayrev, is trying to be piled. And then in that context, we'll appreciate uh, Krishna Mita, and then we'll go back to the Gemara. So this is crash course, okay? So, so we're not going to, we, we can't get, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but just crash course. Okay. Point, uh, general basic hakdama. Basic hakdama is, and again, I don't have to tell you guys this, because I think it's, uh, you're used to these, these things already. Everything that we do in Yiddishkeit is trying to fix something. The Rabbanu Shalom, the, the, the mashal that I've, that I've often given is that what life is and what mitzvahs are is that the Rabbanu Shalom made the world as this basically empty lot. And the Rabbanu Shalom sends us as contractors into these empty locations to build infrastructures, to build houses, so to speak, in the skyscrapers, Kivyachal, in order for the Rabbanu Shalom's presence to come in. That's where we're coming into these parshas, Chumatetzav, and so on, next week, and so on. Dear B'tachtoyim, the Rabbanu Shalom, you know, V'shechanti B'saycham. Every mitzvah, even though one mitzvah is Sheikh Muvaneser, one mitzvah is giving tzedakah, one mitzvah is davening, learning, you name it. But fundamentally, what you're doing is, is the same basic process, which is taking something, that's, taking a situation of toy vavayu, of chaos, of nothingness, of just emptiness, and building a world. The Rabbanu Shalom did that physically in Maise Brejus, and the Rabbanu Shalom then passes the baton to us and says, okay, now you do it spiritually every single moment of your life. And so the different locations will require a different type of structure, right? So when you're, if you're building something, so obviously building a boat on water is a different avoida than building a skyscraper on dry land. So therefore, some locations, the requirement is Tkia Shaifer, to build the infrastructure there, and some locations, so to speak, it needs uh, to make a mezainus. But what you're doing with every mitzvah and whatever activity is, is you're building something. Depending on the environment that the Rabbanu Shalom put you in, that rec- that will de- de- determine the particular infrastructure that you're building. So what we're, in other words, the, the basic, and that, that's point number one. Point number two, built on that, is that, you know, I, I don't know anything about this, but I, you know, Einstein was famous, uh, one of his usitis, right, that time and space are sort of somehow integrated somewhat to each other. They're, they're bound to each other. That is very, very much true in Prima Satyra. Every, every, every moment, every period that we would classify as a period of time has to be seen also, so to speak, you, you should imagine it as a space, as an empty lot that you're there to build in. So when we talk about when we talk about mitzvahs that are dependent on time, it's not just okay. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm here anyway. So it depends on what you know. What do I have to do at this at this moment? The question is not what I have to do at this moment. The question is what space am I in during this moment? And that space that I'm in needs to be needs to be operated on, needs to be built, and then I move to a different space. That's we're tra- We're not just traveling through time. We're traveling through space, through time. That's very much true in Pnei with that in mind, therefore, if we imagine time as being basically 
worlds that we're traveling through. So there's a universe that's called 901, and there's another universe that's called 902. Now, the nature of life is that once you're in the universe of 902, there's no going back to the universe of 901, right? That's called uh, time travel, which is uh, fiction, right? But that's only true physically. Spiritually speaking, because 901 wasn't just a time that's gone, 901 is the universe. And so in theory, you might not have the physical means to go back to that space. But, if you're nesh- but theoretically, the neshama can go to that place. In other words, once we understand that time is just, these are, these are universes that we're traveling one, one room to the next room to the next room, okay, then, then theoretically, spiritually speaking, maybe you can go back to revisit the old room. Okay, so with this all in mind, so the result taught the following principle. When we talk about, again, uh, a chunk of time, which again is now being redefined as a space, a chunk of time can be seen in many different spots, right? You were coming to Rish Chaydish, right? So you could look at a month as, an, as a unit of time. You could zoom out larger than that, a year, a uh, Shemitah cycle, a Yoival, a thousand years, you can keep on going, right? So, and every framework and every, you know, sort of uh, way of categorizing a period of time is true. And it's 100% true that there's something called a month. And because there's something called a month, that means there's a space called a month. And that means that there's an avoida that I'm doing on that collective lot that's called a month. And maybe that's part of the avoida of Rosh itself. Rosh Chodesh is not only, uh, is not only defined, the avoida of Rosh for example, is not going only be the avoida of Friday and Shabbos. It's also going to be sort of collectively building the entire space of the month. And then you, and, and so on and so forth. So that's true for larger scales and it's true for more individual scales. So any given day, so any given day could be seen as one collective space that we're entering into. There's a day, there's a space that's called Monday, a space that's called Tuesday. So with the collective space of a day, I've mentioned this other times as well, the collective space of the day, the empty lot that's called, that's called uh, Thursday. So what do we do to build on a, general, on, a, on, a, on a day scale that empty space that's called Thursday? So we have Shachas Menchamarv. Shachas Menchamarv. Now, take a look at Marmok number 5. This is from the Arizal and Shara Kavanas in Jerush Shinoi HaTfilas. The Arizal over here is telling us what's the, what are we, what's the Indian of Shachas Menchamarv. Again, obviously these are three Tfilas, all part of one collective day. So what is being, again, if every tfila is, a, is an act of construction, so what am I davening three times a day for? I already did it. I daven Shachas, so finished. I, I, I built the day. I built the, the universe of this day. So what do I need Mincha for and Meir for? So it says the result as follows. Again, we're not going to be able to, like I said, this is just overview and, and uh, crash course. But he says as follows. The differences that we find between the three tefillas of Shachar Smincha Meirev, Shachar Smincha Arvis, is who? Is the following idea. They're all building that same infrastructure, that infrastructure that's called Thursday, just for example. But there's a part of the infrastructure that's being built by Shachar's, a part of it by Mincha and a part of a Marv. What's the difference? So he says, V'hu, Kivetzil HaShachris, Oylen Neged Pnimius. Says the Rizal, every basic infrastructure, and this is true physically, by the way, with space. Every basic infrastructure, says the Rizal, is always comprised of three dimensions, of three, three components. There's the inner dimension of something, there's the outer dimension of something, and then there's the middle. That's how physical space is, right? Whenever you're dealing with something physical, which is finite, there's a beginning, there's an end, and by automatically, that means there's a middle. That's the, 
that's always the way it is. So says the Rizal, the same thing it is with any location that's called a Thursday or a Friday or a Monday, whatever it is. That space always has three dimensions to it. The Pneumius of it, the Chitzonius of it, and the Emtsoi of it. So says the Rizal, this is what's happening by Shachris Minchamayrev. Til Shachris Oilem Neged HaPnimius. Shachris is building the infrastructure of that particular day in Pnimius, the Pnimius side of it. The Mincha, by Mincha, what's happening is, is that we're building Oilem B'Amtsiusim B'Vad. We're building the middle part of that infrastructure of that day. Uba'arvis Oilem B'Chitzinusim. And by Mairav, we're building the Chitzinus of the day. Okay? So that's the Pnimius. The emtsoi and the chitzayni. That's shachris mincha mayrev. Sheyesh b'kol svira svira. Says the rizal again because every infrastructure in ruchnias called a sphere, for example, hashleisha kalem has three kalem to it: the pnimi, emtsoi, and chitzayni. And so that's what shachris mincha mayrev is. Now this this passage of shar kavanas is mamsh essential. You should know all the kavanas that we have from the rashash in terms of how he how he handles shachris mincha mayrev is based on this paragraph. Because what you'll find in the Kavanis is that the Shemana Esri of Mincha, and the Kavanis of the Shemana Esri of Mincha, is the same as the Kavanis of Shemana Esri of Shachris. And the Shemana Esri of Mayrev is the same as Shachris and, and Mincha. And so the question is, what are you doing? You, you, you did it already. The answer is this paragraph. Shachris is, it, all the Kavanis basically are a description of, a, of, a, of, of a, taking on a construction site from beginning to end. And that's true by Shach, you, The whole thing is in Shachris, the whole thing is Mincha, the whole thing is Mayrev. What's the. The answer is again, Shachris is the Pneumius, Mincha is the Chitzainis, and Mayrev is the, uh, uh, Mincha is the, the Emtsoi, and Mayrev is the Chitzainis. That's, that's this breakdown. Okay, that's number one. But now there is all, in Shar Kavonis, in Maramokka number six, in Kavonis Krishma, Drush Gimel tells us something altogether different. He explains as follows, that at the same time, let's say by Mincha and Mayrev, you're building something new, Right? Mincha, you're building the middle section, and Mayrav, you're building the, the outer section. At the same time, you're also rebuilding, to a certain degree, the Pnimi section of Shachras. Aye, Shachras is taken care of. So as you'll see. So, Marmokka number six. Vizesai Hagalas. Says the Rizal, one of the basic differences between Avodis Hashem during Golas and Avodis Hashem with the Beis Amigdash, and he doesn't even Mashiach, but with the Beis Amigdash, is the following thing. Ki churban, the nature of Golis is, during the times where there's no base on Migdash, lo yesh lomala the, 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 the setting that the world is in is that things should not be built. The setting that the world is in now is emptiness and taivavaya. Therefore, even when you build, so to speak, during Golis, the building that you've built only lasts for so long. And automatically... It's like like Klal Yisrael in, in Mitzrayim, right? It's built on we built Pesim and Ramses. It kept on collapsing. That's that's what happens spiritually. I mean, again, this is all kipshuta. There's there's layers to this that we're not explaining. But the words of the Rizal kipshuta is that any the infrastructures that we build by, by through our Avodas Hashem during Galas automatically don't last too long. And the words are again kibizmana chorben loyesh lamal meichen. Meichen is a code word for this for these infrastructures. What the setting in Shemaim during Golis is there's no Meichen. During Davening, when you're building, then it then it has a kiyam. But then there's a sea look, then the infrastructure falls apart. why is that? Because for two things. First of all, 
First of all, we're afraid that throughout the day, chas v'shalom, a person might fall into Averis. And if the infrastructures that you built by Shacharis are still with you, then any Averis chas a person does is going to be pagan in those places. And like the Ramban writes and Chazal say, that it's, if a person is going to do, if, if, the, if there's an Averis that happens, it's worse when it's in the palace of the king. So when, if the infrastructures would remain with us, it would make any Averis that happens that much worse. So in order to alleviate that severity, the moichen are nostalgic, the infrastructure goes away. The gam tamachen, and there's another reason as well, it's because the, we're talking gullus and we're, we're weaker than we used to be, and to maintain that infrastructure say, takes a certain madrega and a certain kayach, we don't have the kayaches for that. So therefore, rak based that. Based on this, says the Rizal, therefore, at when you come to Mincha, for example, so Mincha, you're trying to, you're going to a new part of the of the empty lot. You're going to the middle section, but at the same time as you're building the middle section, you got to maintain your shachris because shachris. It's been a few hours since shachris, and the shachris moichin have already gone. So at the same time as you're building Mincha, you're also trying to recapture a little bit of that light that was with you by shachris. So now Mincha has, do, has, has two sides to it. You're building something new, but you're also trying to recapture the R of Shachris. So he says the following thing. So let's say by giving the example. So by Shachris, you said Krishma already. And you're able to bring Meichen into yourself. You brought light, you did Geval Gezachen by Shachris. The Afal Pishem is Now, and we said that after davening, the Meichen, there's a siluk. They, they go back, so to speak, to where they came from. There's a siluk of art. Again, I've been using the language as if the infrastructure falls apart. That's not exactly, I, I really, I shouldn't have said that, Lashen. It's not that the, the uh, using the example of empty lot, the better musha would be, not that the building falls apart, but the bakaned shuts off the electric. That, that, that would be the proper marshal. So you build an infrastructure, the building is there, and the electricity goes on, it's gavali, people are able to live there. The nature of gullus is, every infrastructure doesn't fall apart. The, the marshal that I gave with Pisum and Ramses is really not a good marshal. The building is there. No. Kaned shuts off the lights. Shekan shuts off the That's the sila kamaychin. That's what the Rizal is really describing over here. So that's what happens. But here's the Nakuda. Al kol zanoida. Now, a person has to keep in mind. Kimidas hayoim chesed. The bachlal daytime is a time of chesed. Umidas laila gvur. Therefore, says Dari. So after shachras is over, the lights go off. So now your responsibility by mincha is to build the empty lot that is called mincha, but also to turn the lights back on for shachras. But because you're dealing with daytime, which is a time of chesed, so the avoida of recapturing the light of shachris is nishkeferlech. So he says, lochin hayoyim asheru chesed. So the avoida of turning lights back on for the building of shachris is not so difficult. Lochin, bevoy eistfilas mincha, ain't zarech likris krishma. The Rizal is dealing with a problem. Why is it that shachris has a krishma, mayerv has a krishma, and mincha doesn't have a krishma? So I understand, from the midst of Krishma, there's only two times. But for tefillah purposes, why is there no Krishma for Mincha? The answer is, says the Rizal, you don't need it for Mincha. Why not? Because part, the avoid of Mincha, an aspect that he's talking about over here, is what? Is turning the lights back on in the building of Shachras. So that's an avoid. But since you're dealing with the daytime, and it's anyway, time of Chesed, so you don't need that much work to do that. You don't need a Krishma to do that. 
It's almost as if the lights will go back on their own. You have to do something. What do you do? That's why, by the way, just to be male tziyosher and yidin, because that's that's the adarishin. You have to male tziyosher and yidin. So everyone knows the mincha is like even the lashon that people use is the chapa mincha, chapa mincha. People don't say the chapa use. They shouldn't say the chapa shachar. Chapa mincha is such a thing. Why mincha is always like you know chapa. According to Rizal, yeah, because in terms of what the uniqueness of mincha by Gullus, in terms of it's trying to bring back the light to the structure of Shachris, it's not, it's not a big avoida. mincha and it's and it's pile. You're right. In terms of the 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 emtsoi, you know, the middle part of the lot that has to be mama starting from scratch of mincha, that you know chapa mincha. But the aspect, but there is an aspect of mincha that can be chapped, and that's. It build it recapturing the light of shachars. That's the result says. <clears throat> now that's all when it comes to mincha. Now comes myriv. So the same thing. It's already been a few hours, which means that again the lights have been shut off in shachars building. So you have to re- so you have to return lights back on again by myriv. But now that you're dealing with nighttime, uh, now it's a shvaravayda. Now it's a shvaravayda. And so now to even re- open the lights again on the shachars building. You need a Krishna again. So that's what's going on over here. So, the, the, when, so, the, so in other words, says the Rizal, again, here's the idea, is that throughout the day there's multi-layers of what we're trying to do. On the one hand, Shachas Mincha Mayrev is building each one from bottom up, ground zero, different parts of the empty lot. That's, that's one aspect of Shachas Mincha Mayrev that was in Jush Shinah HaTfilas. But comes the reason now in Jush, in Jush Krishma and explains that at the same time, Mincha Mayrav is also doing something else. Mincha Mayrav is also trying to turn the lights back on in the, in the Shachar's building. So, Mincha, and, and, and so is that a hard avayda? How much, how much effort does that take? So says the reason, here's the cloud. If it's still during the daytime, so the daytime is a time of Haras Panam of Chesed, so the avayda is not so schwer. So then you just do Shmanes or Mincha, that's enough. But once it's already nighttime, and nighttime is a time of Midas Adin, so now to go back and to turn the lights on, the Kaned lights in the Shachar's building, but now that you're holding by nighttime, it's a Shvar Avaida, you need a new Kriyashma for that. And that's what Mayrav is. That's what Mayrav is. So it says the result, Amnam. Belayla, again, uh, was it four lines before the end of Marmokka, number six? Belayla Himistalkam Lagamri. At nighttime, the lights are mamish, it's pitch black in the, in the Shachar's building. That's why by Mayrav you need a new Krishma. Not so much for maybe the building of Mayrav itself, but for the fact that it has to rebuild, not rebuild, but to, re, to again, to turn the lights back on in Shachras, that needs a more intense avayda at night than it did by Mincha. That's why it requires a Krishma. So that's the terms of, in terms of Shachras, Mincha, Mayrav. Now comes the reason over here and explains that in this context, of trying to turn the lights back on of Shachris, that's also what Kriyishma is trying to do. So again, when we had a klal of building the empty lot, there's only three, three slots, there's only three, three compartments of this empty lot. There's the Pnimi, the Emtsai, and the Chitzai, that Shachris Minchamayrav. In that system, in that model, there is no place for Kriyishma Lamita. Kriyishma is a fourth tefillah, it doesn't, there's no four spots, there's only three spots. So what's Kriyishma Lamita? So the first Indian that we have by Kriyashim Lamit in the Kisviari is this Nakuda. In terms of recapturing the light of Shachris, that, that's open-ended. That you, you're doing that by Mincha, 
You're doing that by Mairiv, and you're doing that again by Kriyish Malamita. And the reason, and, and, and again, Mincha, you can do that with just the Shmanesrei. Mairiv, you do it with a Shmanesrei and a, a, a Kriyishma and a Shmanesrei. Kriyish Malamita, you do it with a Kriyishma. Now, again, this, because this is crash course and overview and big picture stuff, so we're not getting into the Pratim of what aspect of, of Shachris is recaptured by Mincha, what aspect is recaptured by Mairiv, what aspect is recaptured by Kriyish Malamita, that's a big sugya in the Kisviari. And if we were to go into that, we would see why is it Mincha's Taka just a Shmanesrei? Why is Meir of Krishma and a Shmanesrei? Why is Krishma Omita just a Krishma? But again, just big picture, this is the Avaida of, of Mincha, Meirev, and Krishma Omita in terms of recapturing the light and turning the lights back on in the building of Shachras. This is what he writes of Yivra. Krishma Shalamita on so Krishna Malamita, in order to to turn the lights back on, so we have to do that, we have to say Krishna again. And even to maintain the light of Mairiv going forward throughout the night, also it's not enough. We have to, we have to say Krishna again. The Krishna of Shachris helped for Mincha. But the Kriyashma of Mairiv doesn't help for, for Kriyashma Alamita. You have to redo it again. Vatamu again, During daytime, there's a light of Chesed. So anyway, it's not a Shvera, the lights are not that... The, the, put it this way, during the daytime, the lights are dimmed in the Shachar's building. They're not completely off. And if they're dimmed, they're easily put back on with a Mincha. But when it's nighttime, the lights are completely off. Because they're completely off, you have to have a full Mairiv, and after Mairav, they go back to being off, so you need a full Kriyish Malamita. That's what's going on over here. Now this is what the Rizal then goes on to say, that once you say Kriyish Malamita, that maintains the light through the night, and then the next morning, you're in the new day, you restart the system. That's, uh, that's the Avoida, of, that's one aspect of Kriyish Malamita. Now this Nakuda of Kriyish Malamita being a recapturing of Shachras, which is what Mairav did, which is what Mincha did, right? This is hinted to in the first statement of the Gemara, Rabbi Shubham Levi. Rabbi Shubham Levi said, Why did Rabbi Shubham Levi have to add that sentence? Why do you have to add that? Like, Even though you said Krishna at night, by Mairiv, you still have to say by Krishna before you go to bed. Just say, mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to say Krishna Lamita. What else would you think he means? That he's, he's inventing the idea of saying Krishna Everyone knows this mitzvah. If Rabbi Shubham Levi just said, there's a mitzvah to say Kriyashma before you go to bed, then we would know what he means. What does he mean? He means that even though there's already a mitzvah that's called Kriyashma Shal Arvis, you don't need Rabbi Levi for that. Rabbi Levi is introducing us a new idea that's called Kriyashma Lamita. So why does Rabbi Levi have to say, even though you said Kriyashma Shal Arvis, he still said Kriyashma Lamita? The answer is, Rabbi Levi is hinting to this first tikkun of Kriyashma Lamita that the Kriyishma Lamita is accomplishing what the Kriyishma Shalarvis did. Because the Kriyishma Shalarvis was what, like the Rizal said over here, is to return on the lights of the Shachras building. That's what Kriyishma Lamita is doing. And even though you said Kriyishma Shalarvis, and the Kriyishma of Shachris doesn't, you don't have to say Kriyishma again by Mincha, right? That's what Rizal said. That you're trying, again, Mincha is trying to turn the lights of Shachris, right? And why, so why do you need a Kriyishma for Mincha? Because the Kriyishma Shachris is good enough. 
So, why, so, the, so the same thing by night. So you're trying to turn the lights back on with Kriyashma Lamita. But you said Mayrav already. So why, doesn't the, why is the Kriyashma of Shachris, why does it help aid the Avoid of Mincha? But the Kriyashma of Mayrav doesn't help the Avoid of Kriyashma Lamita. To that, Rabbi Shem Levi is saying, that, that's the truth. That even though you said Kriyashma Shalarvis, you still have to say Kriyashma Lamita. What's, why, what's Pshat? So that's what the Rizal said. Because the daytime, there's a time of Chesed. So the Kriyashma of Shachris could have the carryover till Mincha, but night times the time of Midas Adin, so the Kriyashma of Mayrif doesn't carry over to Shachris. This is where Rabbi Shemulev is hinting to. He's, he's, he's drawing a parallel between the Kriyashma Alamita and the Kriyashma of Mayrif. And the only parallel between the two of them is in this Avoida of returning the lights to the Shachris building. The Mayrif does that, and Kriyashma Lamita does that too. I, why do you, it's, it's ironic that you need a new Kriyashma, but that's Rishim Levi's point. Even though you said Kriyashma, and you might think that Kriyashma of Mayrev should help for the whole night, just like the Kriyashma Shachris helped for Mincha, that all you need for Mincha is just a shtickle chap and Mincha, and that's all you need to do. So you need a whole avoid of Kriyashma again. Yeah, by nighttime you need that. To this Indian, this particular Indian of Kriyashma, of Alamita, comes Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says, if you're a Talmud Chacham, ain't it Sarach. It says Rashi. So the Rabbini Yonah said, why? Hey, it's a Shmira. It's not about Shmira. This is not about Shmira. This is about the, 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 recapturing the, the Inyan of Shachras. There's not a Shmira the Inyan. Therefore, Rashi can't learn like Rabbini Yonah. What does Rashi say? Rashi says, the Talmud Chacham, that's always being Isaac and Torah. So automatically, his Talmud Torah, Alamita, is Makayim this Inyan. Now the truth is, it's not just like, okay, it's an interesting thing. The Rizal himself goes on to say in Shara Kavanis over there, that this phenomenon of Gullus, that the Meichen leave and the lights go off, the Rizal says there are Yechidei Skula, even Bizman Hazeh, that don't have that problem. And even, and the Rizal talks about that in Vasikin, by the way. He says in Vasikin, if a person's a big, big tzaddik, and a big Talmud uh, Chacham, by Vasikin, then... The 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 that would usually, you know, escape are able to be held on much longer when a person davens vasikin. But the point is, is that there is those magal in that Torah that there is such a phenomenon that a person could be such a madrega that even bismana churban there's a, a, a connection to what was with the base of mikdash that what usually is turned off remains lit remains remains on for him. This is the side of where Nachman is saying if you're a tamar chacham then the avoida of maintaining the light of Shachris is not as difficult. Because Bechlal, you're not a Churban Dekiyid. You're a Beis Ner Mitzvah are. So the Torah itself that he's learning is facilitating the Hemshech. That's what Rashi focuses on the fact that he's always learning. His avoid of always learning gives him the ability of always maintaining that light of Shachris. And so that's what the, that's, that's Rabbi Shubham Levi. That's the first thing to Rabbi Shubham Levi. Okay. Huh? So... The reason why, even, even he needs some Kriyashma Lamita. The reason why he would need a Mincha, so it's interesting. I'll tell you something like this, to, he, right, the middle space. So it's interesting. There's a question that the Kabbalim have, which is as follows. I mentioned in the, in the, in the Siddur of the Rashash, when you, look at, when you learn the Siddur of the Rashash, all you'll see, Bemis, is, in terms of Shachris Mincha Mayrev, is that Shachris is the Pnimi side of the uh, empty lot, Mincha is the middle, and Mayrev is the Chitzaini. The fact that Mincha and Mayrev also are recapturing Shachris' light, is Mamish Baremes. Arkadekach, and this is one of the big differences between the Siddur Ashash and the Ashkenazi Mekubal and the Siddur of Mekubal uh, uh, that was developed in Ashkenaz, paralleling the Rashash. By the Siddur, by the Siddur of, in Ashkenaz, or Shabsi, other Siddur that we have 
of, of Kabbalah in Ashkenaz, in Europe, the Kavanas of Mincha Mayarv are Kamat exclusively recapturing Shachras. The Rashash Siddur is almost Kamat exclusively building new infrastructures. So it's like a, it's a Pella. Okay, so it's an interesting thing. So, uh, you know, Lamashal, there, there are some, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Alel, Lamashal, uh, he's a Rafush Lame, Rabbi Yaakov Alel. So, you know, one of the sermons that he's putting together, Bezashem, he needs to put more, more sturm out there. So the, the sturm that he has is that he, he very much works through this Indian to unite the two. That there, the, the, the Minchad Mayrev, on the one hand, it's true, like we saw from the two passages in the result. There's an Indian of Minchad Mayrev which is independent, but there's also a side of, which is what the Rashash focuses on, but there's also a side of Minchad Mayrev which is recapturing Shachas, which is what Ashkenaz focuses on. Why the difference? So Yaakov doesn't say this, this is just my suggestion based on what we just said. Is that we, as I said many, many times, Ashkenaz is Bechinas Galas, and Svarad, Yushalayim, Yerakkadish, that's where Rashash was, is Bechinas Wad Gula. So, of course, the, in Ashkenaz, the focus is going to be trying to maintain Shachras. Halavai, we should just maintain Shachras, building new infrastructures. I don't have the time for that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that what I did is already has a kiyam. But in Yerushalayim, Yerakkadish, by the Rashash, it's already Bechinas Gula. So, Bechinas Gula, the focus is more on the new infrastructures of Mincha Mayer, not the old. But Al Kapanan, that's what we have so far. So, that's the first statement of Rabbi Yitzchak, of Rishon Levi, the first site of Kriyashma Lamita, which is recapturing the light of Shachris, just like Kriyashma uh, Shal Arvis was doing. Kriyashma Lamita is trying to do that too. That's the first name of Rishon Levi. Okay. Next. Let's see what we're holding over here. Ooh, wow. Fine. This is all, this is all, it's going to have a clock. So, this is all in terms of defining a day based on the system of Shachas Minchamayrf. Okay? This is this. Meanwhile, we have a Chiddush of the Rashash, and uh, it's one of these things that it's Mamish, a, a huge Chiddush, and a lot of ink has been spilled to try to figure out where he saw this in the Kisviari. It's a Chiddush of the Rashash. Rashash says that besides the infrastructure of a day, which is as one big chafza with three compartments of Shachas Minchamayrev and everything we've said until now, there's another way of orienting a day which is made of four components. There is, there is basically, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, sunset to chatzais, chatzais to sunrise, sunrise to chatzais, chatzais to sunset. Now, in the Sefer Nahar Shalm of the Rashash, we find a Chiddush. The Rashash says that each one of those four individual slots of the totality of the 24 hours also needs its own avoid. So, in the, in the Arizal, when, it, when we talk about a day, the way we view it is three parts. Shachras, Mincha, Mayrv. And then Kriyash Malamita is what? Recapturing Shachras. The Rashash says that's true, but there's another way of viewing the day which is made of Taka four parts. And so in that system of four parts, so Shachris is building the first quarter of the day. Mincha is building the second half of the day from Chatzais till sunset. Mayrev is building what? Sunset to midnight. And Kriyash Malamita is building sun- midnight to sunrise. Now even though usually you're saying Kriyash Malamita before, before midnight because in the way of the Mekubalim is that you're going to bed sunset and you get up for Tikkun Chatzais. But the reason already writes this, that it's preemptive. So you're using Kriyashmita really for what's going to be past sunset, uh, past midnight. So the, the, the Rosh writes this, take a look in, um, in Marmok number seven, just one line. Again, I 
couldn't really bring down too much more of this, but he says as follows, says the, the Rashash, what's going on in Shemayim, the infrastructures, the empty lots, that you're, the, play, the space that you're being brought to, and these four different parts of the 24-hour period are not the same. So there's a, there's a space that's called, again, sunrise to midday. There's a space that's called midday to sunset. There's a space that's called sunset to, to midnight. And there's a space that's called midnight to sunrise. Okay, what that means we'll see in a moment. But that's what the Rashash says. Now, based on that, the Rashash therefore introduces a new dimension of Krishna Malamita. That Krishna Malamita, Taka, can be seen in this vantage point as what? As, as, as entering an empty lot and building from ground up, from, from ground zero, building an infrastructure. So this is now a new uh, thing that we're being introduced to through the Rashash. This side of Krishna Malamita, Again, viewing the day in this four-part four structure is what's hinted to in the final statement of the Gemara. Go back again, Maramoka number one, the second-to-last line. We'll, we'll get back to the middle statement soon. The, the, the Gemara said, Mazikin, you're separated from Mazikin. The description of being separated from damaging forces even with the lashon of Hagba, Yagbiu Oif, that's like sort of you're removed from it. That's a description of of entering into an empty lot and building. The reason for that is is because even though in the mashal that I've been using an empty lot, so it's empty. But the truth is, spiritually speaking, when you enter an empty lot, it's not so empty. That's full of toivavayu. It's chaos. It's choishech. It's choishech kaf mechubal. Whenever there's an emptiness, you know it is. When empty lots, it's not empty. There's rats and zachin. There's always, you know, there's always sorts of stuff going on over there. It's not so pasha. So the emptiness always is a place of mazikin. Yagbiu oif means that you're, when there's an empty lot and they start building, automatically all the old tenants, so to speak, go away. Without having to kill them, automatically you build, and, and, and it's not Toyovayu anymore. That description of Yadbiu Oif, that if you say Kriyash Malamita, all of a sudden you're separated from that state of chaos that's called Mazikin, that's a description of what it means to build the infrastructure of Kedusha bottom-up. Moving away from Toyovayu into an habitable space. That is hinting to this side of Krishna Amita that was revealed through the Rashash. So the Arizal, the side of Krishna Amita, that was the first name of Shubham Levi. The Chiddush of the, of the Rashash of Krishna Amita is the last statement of Rabbi Yitzchak. What's the middle statement of Rabbi Yitzchak? Okay. So the middle statement of Rabbi Yitzchak is as follows. Another idea from the Rashash. Now this is going to be a little bit even more out there. But here's the idea. The Arizal said, the, the Rashash, again, it's also a Chiddush from the Rashash and it's hard to know where it comes from. A lot of ink has been spilled to explain what the Sharish is. But here's the idea. I mentioned before, if time are spaces that we go into, then theoretically those spaces still exist, even if we're not physically able to access them. <clears throat> Said the result. Until now we've been describing a, 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 a space of a particular day. And there's been two ways to break it down. Either in, in three parts, Shachas Mekumar, like the result, or in four parts, like the Rashash. But the Rashash then reveals another secret, which is that there's another way of, of viewing a day, which is just one big package. Not even broken down into any components. Just one big package by itself. Now, comes the Rashash and it says as follows. When you view a day in that way, of just one big, one big lot, not broken down in any subcategory, just one big thing, says the Rizal, 
it, 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 the avoida of that collector's day takes three days long. And here's the idea. The first time you ent- you're involved with that space that's called, let's, let's give an example of Sunday. Yeah? So Sunday is called the space. So there's a way to break down Sunday as three components, Shachar, Sumer, Chumayrav. There's a way of breaking down, and, and when you go through Shachar, Sumer, Chumayrav, you did it, finished, Mazel tov. There's another way of breaking down Sunday, which is in four parts, from Rashash. After you go through those four parts, also, Mazel Gvaldik. But comes Rashash, and Rashash says, but there's another way of viewing Sunday, which is just one day. But for whatever reason, we're not going into why. But when that day is viewed as just one big, one big spot, it actually takes three 24-hour periods to fix it. And here's the process. The, f- the, the first 24-hour period of my involvement with this space that's called Sunday, I develop it to what's called... The, the, okay. the, the, the Moshe that the Rizal uses, and the Rashash uses, is like how Adman and Chava were built. When Adman and Chava were built, it was in three stages. Number one, du partzufim. What does du partzufim mean? Adma Chava, which is this humanoid entity, back to back. It wasn't man, wasn't fe- wasn't female. It was just this thing that's that's back to back. That was stage one. What's stage two? Separation between Adma Chava and they're able to actually face each other. Stage three is the Chasna. That's the Pashat Shavim Sefer Yeah, that's what happens. Says the Rashash, the same thing it is in Avodah Hashem. The, it, the first, the first, uh, the, the first level of tikkun mm-hmm. is just to exist. That you have an neshama and you're just like you exist as an eved hashem. Who the rabbanu shalom is? I'm back to back. I know there's a god. I don't know who he is yet, but I know there's a god. That's a, that's a, that's a madrig already, right? Uh, from a yid, keep to our mitzvahs. You officially subscribe to from newsletters. You know that that's a, that's a madrig. Who the rabbanu shalom is? I don't know, but at least I exist. What's stage two? I see the I know an intimate attack to see Hashem face to face. A more a more sensitive, ruchniyastik uh, sensitivity to avoid this Hashem. Not just to be able to know what I was yotzezayin, I did my things, but a, with a sense of ruchniyast. That's called face to face. The final madrega is mamish tevekis and yichud, whatever that means. Those are the three stages in avoid this Hashem. Says the Rashash. When it comes to Sunday, the first, my first 24-hour involvement with Sunday is to get Sunday to be back-to-back. Then I go, then Monday comes. But Monday, I'm not only involved in Monday, I'm also, I'm also involved on Sunday, whether I realize it or not. And what I'm doing on Monday is not only I'm getting Monday to back-to-back, but I'm getting Sunday to face-to-face. And then comes Tuesday... I'm not just doing Tuesday. I'm also bringing Sunday to Yichud, to marriage, and I'm bringing Monday face to face, Tuesday back to back. V'chulu, v'chulu, v'chulu. So every particular 24 hour period really takes three 24 hours to get at Bishlemus. You understand? Okay. Take a look at Maramakim number eight. This is the Rizal. This is the Rashash, I'm sorry, in, in Nahar Shalom. Hamashal Bazet. So for example, Again, the example of Sunday. The collective 24 hours that's called Sunday. They begin to be fixed in the beginning of, of, of Matzah Shabbos, I guess, at the beginning of, of, of Sunday, right? That's, the, that's stage one in its development. 
when it comes already Sunday night, which is the beginning of Monday, right? So then what? Besides the fact that now Monday is beginning to develop to stage one of back-to-back, which is what Sunday already had yesterday, Monday, is Sunday, I'm sorry, is now beginning to get to stage two, which is called face-to-face. Says the Rashash, and that's what Kriyish Malamita is also about. Kriyish Malamita is trying to bring yesterday, every night by Kriyish Malamita, you're saying Kriyish Malamita the beginning of a particular night. But there's an aspect of Kriyish Malamita that's not about that night. You're building, yes, you're taking yesterday and moving it to stage two. What's stage two? Face to face. Said Rabbi Yitzchak, Kol Kriyish Malamita, Kilu Oichis Cherev Shoshtei Pies what does it mean, a cherv of two, of two mouths? When Adam and Chava came face to face, what happens over there? Hashem put Adam, this humanoid thing, to sleep, cuts them in half, and now you have two people, they're able to face each other. A sword of two mouths. The sword of two mouths, Rabbi Yitzchak is saying, is not just a hint what you're going to do with the sword to kill Mazikin. Let him just say, kill Mazikin. He's not saying that. What he's hinting to is this side that Kriyish Malamita of any night is taking yesterday in totality to stage two. And what does stage two mean? Cutting Adam and Chava in half like a sword, like a surgical knife, and being able to have them face to face prepare for a yichud. That's called two mouths. That's a remiss to level of intimacy. That's what's going on over here. This is the statement, that's the second statement of, of Rabbi Yitzchak. So, now... One final Nakuda. Rashi did say, though, that that sword also is a hint to killing Mazikin. That's what Rashi did say. Where does that fit with this? So that's hinting to a fourth Tikkun of Kriyash Malamita, which Darizal himself writes in Maramokka number 9. Okay? Maramokka number 9, this is in Shara Kavonis in Jushe Halayla. Okay? Darizal over here is talking about, if you see Polosh and Nakia, Darizal is talking about the, uh, Pagam Habris. Okay? The Indian of, of Zachar Nekeva. Again, uh, like we just said, bringing the day to stage two is already, it, it, that whole, that whole, that whole uh, uh, system of viewing a day moving from stage one to stage two to stage three is a Zachar Nekeva, that's the marshal that the Rizal used, the Zachar Nekeva the Canyon. So in that Indian of Zachar Nekeva, when a person has uh, shown when, when there's, when it's unhealthy and it's not good, so the Rizal says that those, that those uh, that there's a part of that of the there's a part of that person that you know every every you know uh, the tipa zera that that a person is nishal in has a part of a person's neshama. There are theoretical neshamas that are, that are contained in those uh, in those tipas. So the Rizal says that part of the the chaymer is is that those neshamas get captured, so to speak, by the other side, and uh, they become held captive, so to speak, by Mazikin. That's what the Rizal says. Says the Rizal, and part of the Avayda of Kriyash Malmita is to kill those Mazikin, to release from captivity these Nishamas. This is what the Rizal says. Vine, kidi lasakin oven ze, timisakin that chait, tzorch sheyomis oisam hagufa satmeis. We have to kill those Mazikin. Hamalbishim lo oisam ha which are in clothing, are capturing those Nishamas. 
Vaide Kane, and he killed those Mazikin, Oisahan Shamas Yivrichumisham, Mills and Shamas can be released, the Yahzwil Sharsh and Bakdusha, and they'll return to their Sharsh and Kedusha. Vinimsa ki ikur hatikun hushi chavin lahamis idea Krishmalamita. So Krishmalamita has a fourth component to it. The fourth component to it is a tikkun for that particular chait of Bagama Bris, namely killing the mazikin that are holding captive the parts of you that fell into a negative place. We again, without it sounds like esoteric or whatever, but Baderach Avedis Hashem, we know this. When a person does something wrong, so technically you should move on. But it's hard to because there's a part of you that still is schlepped in that place, and as you move on, you still feel held back by the baggage. Says the Rizal, that's that that the, the inning of, of of getting rid of the baggage, of releasing yourself from captivity of the past, that's an avoid of Krishna Lamita. Now this is hinted to in Rashi, when Rashi says that the Kherv Shoshtepepias Biyadai kills Mazikin. What killing Mazikin? Rabbi Yitzchak said the final statement of Yitzchak is that you are removed from Mazikin. Rashi says the, the previous statement of Yitzchak means to say that you kill Mazikin. I thought you're killing them. What is it? The answer is all different avoiders, different tikkunim altogether. Different tikkunim altogether. There's, so some total, there's four tikkunim going on over here by Kriyash Malamita. And all these tikkunim are happening on the highest of levels. One tikkun is the first statement of Rabbi Shimon Levi, which is what? Kriyash Malamita is recapturing the light of Shachris. Just like what Myriv tried to do. So even though you died in Myriv, you still have to say Krish Malamita. And then a Tamachacham, who is always in light mode, might not need such an intense avoid of Krish Malamita. That's one side of Krish Malamita. Then there's another side of Krish Malamita, which is what? Which is that every day, like the Rashash said, can be broken down into four components. Which means that Krish Malamita is building its own unique infrastructure from bottom up, moving from chaos into, into civilization. That's called the final statement of Rabbi Yitzchak, that if you say Krishma, you are removed from chaos, you're removed from Azikin. And then there's another inning of Krishma Lamita, which is what? Is that this, looking at a day in one package, every Krishma Lamita is taking the previous day, moving it from stage one, which is back to back, to stage two, which is now face to face. So that's the, the second statement of Rabbi Yitzchak, that if you say Krishma Lamita, it's as if you're holding a sword with two sides, with two mouths. And a fourth aspect of Kriyish Malamita is that when there was a pagam, a difficulty between in an inyav, Zohar and Akeva, Kriyish Malamita is misaking that by releasing you from bondage of that past and be able to go vite or able to get out of it. That's called killing those mazikim. Now the reason why that final inyan is hinted to, together Rashi points that out, with the statement of Rabbi Yitzchak that there's a sword of two mouths, is because the sword of two mouths is also the Inyan Zachar Nekeva. So in that Inyan of Zachar Nekeva, Rashi also is Maramez, that on a personal level, there's also a freedom that you're bringing to yourself through Kriyish Malamita. But these are all the four tikkunim so that you'll find the Kisveri. Huh? Three and four are both from Rabbi Right, they're both from that Rabbi Yitzchak, right. So one is, one is the Mefurish of Rabbi Yitzchak is moving yesterday to stage two. Right? And the hint that Rashi is associating with Rabbi Yitzchak is releasing yourself from bondage by killing those mazikin that come from a Pagam Habris, also related to Zohar Nekei and That's what Rashi hints to it in that statement of Rabbi Yitzchak. Now we had one final question. Why would the Gemara and Shavuos not be recorded here? The answer is, it's, it's Pashat. The Gemara and Shavuos, when Rabbi Shubham Levi went to bed and he said Psukim, those Psukim were not meant to be Mesakin in any higher world. 
that was a very pasha down to earth Indian of, of giving him a personal shmira in Olam Haza. That's not at all the sugi we're talking about in Brachas. In the sugi of Brachas, we're listing the tikkunim of Kriyish Malmita and the Olam Asal but not the tikkunim that we're bringing to Olam Haza in a very pasha way. Rabbi Shubham Levi, there's a fifth Indian of Kriyish Malmita, but, it's, but it doesn't fit in this category. It's altogether something much more practical, which is Rabbi Levi is going to bed. He wants to make sure he's protected, that there shouldn't be any damage, like physically, that there's a shmira. So for that, he says, Kriyish Malamita, with certain psukim. To that, the Gemara asks, oh, you're saying you're using different tire for Rafua. The Gemara doesn't ask that question in Brachas. Because in Brachas, we're not talking about Rafua, Yeshua's down here in Olamaz. We're talking about Biganyanim, Tikkunim in Olamaz. That's something else. Two separate psukis. Brachas is talking about the Tikkunim of Kriyish Malamita, and Shavuos is talking about the practical, down-to-earth, uh, what I personally need right now as a physical human being, what I need from Kriyash Mita, which is protection. That's Rabbi Shum Levi, that's the Gemara Shavuos. Two separate sugis, two separate ninyanim, and it makes a lot of sense why, why, why Brachas is in one place and Shavuos is in another. Okay, like I said, what's the Sachakal of this? There's a lot of stuff going on in Gemara. There's a lot of stuff that we're doing. We don't even know half the, half the things that we're doing. So, Baruch Hashem, Hashem is Mzakas, to do things. And, like, you know, it's like, it's like with little kids, you know, you say, uh, you know, eat your vegetables. I don't want to eat my vegetables. Who cares if we eat a carrot or not? Eat a carrot, it's good for you. I, I, I don't see a carrot, it's good for me. It's good for you. Say, Krishna, I don't know, what am I saying these words? It's good for you. Say, Krishna, it's good for you. What is it good? Okay, so you can have. Uh, you know, Dama Lahashev, this four tikkun and fifty, whatever, it's big in Yonim. It's good for you. Eat your vegetables. Say Krishna Mita. It'll be good, musician. Okay. Ashokai.